0: The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash Bill Risser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's wwwedworkscom slash Bill Risser.
1: You can always uh, find a way to talk about your real estate business without sounding like a realtor. Um, and I think that's always the key. Then what, it has the residual effect of people realizing and knowing you're a realtor in their area um, without you having to ask for the business. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions, and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title Arizona. Hey
0: everybody, welcome to episode 63. Very excited to have a walking partner from and Connect San Francisco, Stacey Staub from Live Urban Real Estate in Denver, Colorado. Stacey, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Bill. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, you know, I, I always like to start at the beginning when I when I bring a guest on the show and it's, it's the beginning for me is like, where were you born and raised? And I think you're a native of the Denver area. Is that right?
1: I am one of the um, rare Denver natives that you'll find living in Colorado. All
0: right. And There's so, a,
1: a lot more people that have um, moved in.
0: Right. And that's the same thing where I live in Phoenix or where I grew up in San Diego. A lot of people love to come to these places. And so... Nothing wrong with that, but so I've been to Denver a couple times. But when I think of you know mile high, and that's altitude, right? We, we'll talk about the other thing later. But I think about mile high and lots of snow. I know there's more to Denver. What am I missing?
1: It's so funny because there hardly, there really isn't snow um, most days of the year here. Um, we have over 300 days average of complete, beautiful blue sky sunshine. And um, when it does snow in the Denver area, it tends to melt by the afternoon, um, unless we get a couple feet, and then we celebrate a snow day. So um, it's it's really funny that people associate that, and I blame it on Monday night football, because it seems like every time the Broncos play on Monday nights, uh, it tends to be a blizzard. So um, it's not a fair representation. Um, it's beautiful and dry here most of the time.
0: And you mentioned before sunshine, right? Isn't there, is there a bunch of, a lot of sunshine days that we wouldn't kind of equate to a a place that gets snow. Is that right?
1: It's funny. It's hardly ever cloudy here. Um, And in fact, when it is cloudy, I feel like everyone kind of takes a a deep breath and enjoys it, much like they do with sunny days, like up in the Pacific Northwest, um, because it's so rare that it rains here, that it's cloudy, I mean, usually a storm will blow through in a couple of hours and then we're back to blue skies and sun.
0: Yeah. So what part of the uh, Denver area did you grow up in?
1: Um, so a little bit northwest of downtown um, in a city called Arvada, Colorado. Um, really, it's one of the hot kind of suburban areas now. And um, and it's about 10 minutes from the center of the city, so okay. uh, pretty darn close.
0: And high school, the whole nine yards. This is this is where you grew up. Talk about what it's like, um, you know, growing up in Denver.
1: Well, I feel like Denver has come such a long way in such an organic, beautiful way, and I'm just so proud of it. Um, I've loved being a part of that growth and. Uh, You know, I feel like I kind of grew up in a small town sort of atmosphere where everyone knew each other but then just uh, hop away from a really vibrant downtown area which has only become even more so in the last, you know, 10-20 years. um, Where now, I mean people live in the middle of the city, um, which did not used to be the case. It used to be a real, Uh, commuter town. And our downtown has grown up so much. I just am in love with it all over again.
0: Yeah, I know that the 16th Street Mall has got a touristy reputation, but there's so much else going on around that downtown area, right?
1: Yeah, in fact, that's my least favorite part of the city um, these days. Um, Although I, I still love the theater district down there, but All over the place, there's little neighborhoods that have sprung up um, where you can find certainly breweries and uh, boutiques and really fun bars and restaurants. It's such a foodie destination um, and it's kind of spread. Our urban core has evolved to include a lot of neighborhoods that didn't used to be there. Riverfront North is a perfect example. Uh, it used to just be a warehouse district. I remember going to parties there uh, when I was in high school and, you know, sneaking in windows and, um, you know, having those underground kind of nights. And now those are the, it's one of the most popular neighborhoods full of uh, in-demand restaurants where you can hardly get a table, and there's so much further development planned, including a new World Trade Center right in that neighborhood.
0: Wow. That's great. So Denver, definitely a destination. We know that. So th- that's going to be really important as we get deeper into this conversation. Well, let's start with, uh, let's go back to college. You you are, you are went to the University of Colorado, correct?
1: I did. I started my undergraduate degree there, and then I ended up moving down to CU Denver, which is um, directly affiliated. Um, they have four campuses now at the University of Colorado. Um, So I ended up downtown, which is um, a pretty cool campus right in the middle of the city. And um, I just found that there was more um, internship opportunities and um, job opportunities while I was going through college, and especially when I was earning my master's degrees. Um, So I moved down to Denver about halfway through um, college.
0: So you, you obtained a master's in marketing, and my guess is, Real estate wasn't the first thing on your mind when you got that degree, am I right?
1: Right. I also have an MBA, so I definitely did not go to college thinking that I would um, come out with a couple hundred thousand dollars in student loans and start hustling houses.
0: (laughs) Right. What what did you want to do? What was your dream job?
1: Um, I wanted to work in TV. I love TV production. That's where I spent the majority of my undergraduate days for sure. Um, Working at a local news station and doing a couple of internships with commercial production firms, Um, I really thought that's where I was headed.
0: So what was the uh, trigger? What brought you into the world of real estate?
1: It it was a long path, um, and I believe full of kismet, um, as I guess a lot of realtors could probably relate to. Um, But most of it was buying my first house, for one thing. Uh, For my growing family and realizing that I really liked that process. But then I was also working for a company who specialized in residential real estate websites and technologies, and their customers started demanding a realtor on staff. So even though I was the director of marketing, um, I thought, well, I could get my real estate license and kind of fill that need.
0: Eventually, though, you've got to make that break from the company and decide, you know what, I'm going to. Be a realtor who happens to love how to love well, the marketing part of it, right?
1: Yeah, it happened. I mean, I think for a lot of different reasons. For one thing, my family was growing. Um, I had two kiddos while I was when I started that job, and by the time I left, I had three, and uh, it was just getting too hard to. Um, do that full-time gig um, and be in the office all the time and have my kids in daycare and it just wasn't uh, how i wanted to spend their childhood um, behind a desk and so i started realizing like hey i have got this real estate license and i'm making pretty good money doing that on the side like at the time real estate was definitely my side hustle and um, then i came to the point where i could make a lot more money keeping my kids out of daycare and uh, just selling houses full-time.
0: That's great, so you're currently with uh, Live Urban Real Estate and it um, you handle, there's a, an actual marketing department with a budget and with staff and you, you run this for the brokerage while you sell real estate. This is not common. I, I don't think I know of anyone else that does this. How were you able to put this all together?
1: So I did both for, you know, I worked at Live Urban only doing, only selling houses with my team, um, which was my mom, um, for about three years, but while I was doing that, there were always things that I thought that, that I was creating for our team that really applied to the brokerage as a whole, and other agents in the office started saying, like, oh, I like that e-newsletter you send out. Can you do that for me? Or, you know, and I would go to... Luckily, I have the best bosses in the world. And I would say, like, hey, I really think the whole brokerage needs an e newsletter. Can I help you make that happen? As well as, you know, other things like a new website. And we we're really, really lucky to have an innovative admin staff and owners at Live Urban who always want to stay at the front. So they really embraced my um, desire to do that. And started paying me for it here and there or you know I would do it in exchange for my office bill or for a lower split or whatever that looked like Um, and then eventually again it got to be too much Um, by now I've got four kids and I've been you know selling houses for five years I've got a decent you know production rate going and my team's thriving and I just decided you know what I really want to um, get paid to do marketing again. Um, and But I really wasn't willing to give up the real estate side either. And part of it is because I really feel like if you're working in any kind of real estate service, um, in any kind of affiliate marketing or tech uh, services or anything like that, it really helps if you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the real estate market. And can see things from the point of view of both the agent and the consumer so, being able to kind of meld those two things um really that was my happy place
0: you You just mentioned the consumer's you know perspective. I've heard you talk about that in other interviews and and even live on stage. Why is that such a difficult concept for so many real estate professionals to grasp?
1: Oh my gosh, that's such a good question um I'll tell you this, Like I train, it's kind of top of mind for me today because I did a new agent marketing um, meeting this afternoon for a lovely lady who's going to come work at Live Urban, and as part of that I introduced her to all the different platforms that we use, to the back end of our website, to our email marketing platform, all of those things, and I had her sign up as a consumer on all of those things and put herself In to all of those platforms as her own first client and the way I explain it is this way you'll see why we do things the way that we do from the client side as well and you'll experience it as a consumer and as an agent so that you'll really understand and be able to really um, take advantage of all of these tools knowing how they look from the other side and so whenever we're you know, creating content when we're um, pushing stuff out and creating inbound marketing and doing all of these things, that's always the goal. So for our marketing department, we really have two goals. We want to reach the consumer and speak to them in a voice that uh, appeals to them and relates to them but then also keep the agents happy and provide them with materials that they're proud to use and share. Um, In order to reach those consumers because then our reach is that much further so I really think it's a balance that a lot of companies and not just real estate companies um, Have failed to master
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure with a master's in marketing plus your MBA that you probably have found the real estate industry a little bit Wanting in this area of really understanding how to pull these together
1: yeah, and especially with how fast stuff is evolving, like we're constantly learning, right? And you're, I know by my side um, where this is concerned because you're going to the same conferences I am, you're listening to the same speakers, you're hearing things um, and that go on outside of our industry as well as within and know how fast we have to adapt. So things like Snapchat and Instagram, like knowing how to use those as a brand and putting those into practice immediately, um, that's really important. And like being able to reach tomorrow's consumers in a way that really um, they they love and that they uh, relate to, um, it, it's so, so important. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is our brand and it is um, kind of the core of our philosophy, um, and at, in turn, we also um, then attract the agents that really fit well within our culture, and a lot of those agents actually started out as our clients, which um, that's my favorite scenario.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That There's nothing better there than somebody going through an experience with your company and deciding, I want to do what she does. That's great. I had the pleasure, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, I had the pleasure of hanging out with you and a few other really smart people at, at Inman Connect this summer in San Francisco, meandering the streets of the city, and, and you're a veteran of many of these types of events. What keeps bringing you back?
1: I really, really think Inman does one of, they're one of the best in the industry, certainly, for throwing a good event. Um, they're, I appreciate the thought that's put into the details and the traditions that are respected, and the respect that brad himself has for our industry and for the people who work in it um but i also like now i've been going to inman events since 2000 i can't remember if it's six or eight Kitty and katie lance and i figured out one time that we started we started going to inman the same year and i went as the director of marketing as that um technology firm that i was telling you about so i wasn't even an agent i had never sold a house I was helping hustle those services, and I just thought, wow, this is the most dynamic um, event that I've ever been to. And now, um, being able to come back, especially as an ambassador, which is a position Um, that I really am grateful for and really embrace because, like, I have been in a position too of being the one stuck at home and missing out. So I take it really seriously and try as hard as I can to live tweet those sessions and share the experience through photos and blogging and all of that stuff. Um, But I hate when I'm not there because I feel like I'm missing out on a huge family reunion. So that, along with the content, like that's where I go.
0: Who are some of the people you follow in the marketing space, whether inside or outside the industry?
1: Certainly, some of the tried and true, like that would probably come up on everyone's list. So Gary V for sure, um, Scott Stratton of Unmarketing um, are people that I really respect uh, and follow. Um, But then I think that. Uh, more than people, I tend to follow brands. So um, I'm always looking for inspiration, especially outside the industry. So brands like um, PureWow and I'm always looking for like that fresh look. And Instagram, especially lately for me, has been super inspiring. And the brands that are using that well um, are the ones that I'm trying to imitate and steal from. <laughs> um, because I just think that's such a like good platform for real estate. And hardly anyone's taking advantage of it.
0: I'll throw it right out there The Live Urban is an amazing brand to follow, very fresh, so you're doing a great job. And it's been recognized locally as a top place to work in Denver. While you know that probably wasn't a goal initially to, to attract agents by creating this great brokerage, this has to have been kind of a side effect or kind of a result of that, right?
1: Oh, for sure. We've been um, one of Denver's top three small business places um, awarded with the top workplace for the last three years. I think we got like third place, then first place, and second place over the last three years. Um, and it's such an honor and the reason why it's such a uh, cool thing for us as the admin team is because um, our agents nominate us and rate us and Like we strive to keep that at you know, we want to be able to top that for sure um, We're always thinking of ways to engage our agents and keep them involved because real estate can be like a really lonely place Um, if you're not uh, always brought back into the fold and if you're working in a culture that doesn't speak to you, um, I think those are the agents that tend to not last long and to not succeed. Um, All of our agents are full-time. They don't have other jobs and um, they show up Um, and I don't mean they show up and work at a desk because we don't have those. We have 80 agents in fact working out of about 1700 square feet office space um so it's not a place where people come and are tied to a desk and feel like they need to be there eight to five but um like tomorrow is a perfect example we have a super fun sales meeting planned and i guess i can talk about it because i'm sure this won't be released until after that but we have a scavenger hunt planned for our agents across the city and they are going to have to go around and do crazy things and take funny photos and hashtag them all over our social platforms and their social platforms. And um, in the meantime, also tour our upcoming listings. And then we're going to end with a wine tasting at the local bottling a place uh that created our custom wine so we're always looking for ways like that to just keep it super fresh and fun in a place where people feel comfortable and wanted and loved
0: you're right this will be released after that but uh, tomorrow <clears throat> i'll be following that social <laughs> your social channels closely that's going to be awesome let me you follow yeah the- so
1: follow the hashtag yeah, the hashtag #LiveUrbanDenver tomorrow is going
0: to blow up. <laughs> nice, nice. So you follow the ABC rule of content. Always be creating. Talk about ways agents can create content that they may not recognize as is available to them. Like I don't know, a scavenger hunt.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so every agent's always out on the street doing something and whether they're sitting in a coffee shop pulling comps or they're uh, meeting a client at an inspection or they're you know putting together um a list of features for an appraiser or they're going to a super celebratory closing um you're always doing something or at least you should be right so there's always an interesting way to create content out of those situations. So whether you take a really artsy looking filtered Instagram photo and um, post that, or you write a blog post about, you know, 10 things to ask your inspector, or you um, tweet, you know, live tweet the appraisal process, or whatever you're doing, you can always find a way to talk about your real estate business without sounding like a realtor. Um, and I think that's always the key. Then what it has the residual effect of people realizing and knowing you're a realtor in their area um, without you having to ask for the business. And so that to me is like the perfect balance.
0: Your uh, your YouTube channel for Live Urban is great. Uh, was it tough to get the buy-in that you had to get from your agents to make that happen?
1: No. I think we have such an innovative um, team of brokers, honestly, and they just really appreciate, honestly, the effort that we put into stuff like that and can't wait to participate. So whether it's the monthly market report that they take turns starring in or our uh, – new Crafting the sale web series that's modeled on uh, like an HGTV show, and they have a good story that they pitch and we film it for them. Um, Or it's just a really sweet looking community video that they want to produce and have our help with. Um, So we have, you know, a lot that we've already produced. We have a lot in the pipe um, and uh, it's something we're focused on for sure.
0: On your team, do you have like a graphic artist or a videographer? Is it part of the part of the, part of your team?
1: We have both. So we have a full time graphic designer, which I'm so grateful for. She's only been around for about a year. Um, before that, uh, John Skrabek, who I mentioned, um, I think before, who used to own one of the most successful ad agencies in town, um, was our in house graphic designer. So we've always had I have that at my fingertips, and I consider that like one of my biggest assets for sure. Um, Like I just come up with something and conceptualize it, but they're the ones that really make it beautiful and make it work. And then we do have an in-house videographer who we are super lucky to have. And he's really creative and always looking for inspiration outside our industry. And I think he just does such a great job.
0: There's a a really heavy focus on visual content with Live Urban, and that makes perfect sense to me because you're so good at it is blogging still a big part of the strategy or do you see that kind of taking a backseat to photos and videos
1: no blogging is still the core of our social strategy Um so pretty much every time you see something that the Urban has shared um, or any piece of collateral it actually lives on the blog um, so every single listing gets a blog post every community event um, we curate a lot of great content on our blog and um, it's definitely still the core because it's the easiest, right? And Google loves it, so I think it has to be a part of um, of every brokerage strategy. I also think sometimes people still don't understand like how blogging has evolved, and like if you're looking at a website that just seems fresh and new, it probably is a blog, right? So um, I think it's just still the easiest way to uh, create good, easy. Content on a really usable platform. And we actually have a lot of our agents blog as part of the Liverbin blog. So we're really lucky as far as that goes. Um, they're writing and they're sharing, and um, the visuals are a big part of that. Like I told that new agent today, like, hey, I know you'd love to take photos. You know, why don't you take 10 awesome photos of your neighborhood and make a blog post out of them and talk about why you love your neighborhood. And she was like, Oh, that would be a blog post. Like, yeah, that would be a great blog post. Do it. So it's still a heavy, it, it takes up a lot of my time still.
0: Yeah. That combination of the, the, the words and the videos, right? You know, putting those two things together, yes. nothing more powerful. So, you know, I've had you here for the half hour that I, I asked of you. So let me give you the same last question I've asked every guest, all 61 previous guests. And and that is, if if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent, what would it be?
1: Don't be afraid to ask for the business and then prove your value. If It's the one thing that I say to every new agent that comes through the door. Start building your database now and then don't be afraid to ask every one of those people to use you as their realtor.
0: That's awesome. Stacy, if somebody wants to reach out to you and ask you some more information about Live Urban or anything else, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, my email is stacy, S T A C I E, at liveurbandenver.com um, or go to our website, liveurbandenver.com.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I'm going to guess you're a Broncos fan. Am I right?
1: I'm a little bit of a Broncos fan. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, was a guy,
0: <laughs> guy who grew up in San Diego, it's not, a, not the best of stretches for. Um, for the team that I used to root for so but anyways we'll just say uh, since uh, since you're in Denver good luck to your Broncos this year it's unbelievable what they're doing with um Simeon I'm, hopefully he gets back quickly so all right
1: thank you so much it was so much fun
0: thanks a lot Stacey
1: you've been listening to the Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title Arizona please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about the Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are
0: published weekly